Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of Gay Side Stories with Trillificent. All LGBT all the time, most of the time, whatever. This is going to be a very special episode. I'm excited. If you could not tell from the title of the episode and to help me facilitate this standing session that is about to commence, I have a very special guest and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hello, world. Well, I just brought out Europe. My dress, Paris. My shoes, Rome. My furrer, House of Darion. And my fragrance, Tussie. <laughs> See, what we not gonna do? <laughs> I don't actually have time for this. That You know what, everyone? I'm so sorry. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much. I will see you don't guys next week. Do me like that. <laughs> Please, uh, at least tell the people who the hell you are. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. Um, I go by Beyonce, but for <laughs> this episode, you can uh, call me Max. I go by Notorious underscore M-A-X on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Um, I'm just a regular, regular, smegular stand out here just trying to spread the light of Queen B. For this you know, episode, she's, she's going to be President B because this is episode 45. So, Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. President B. So we have been having a low-key standing session before we started recording and with that being said, we're going to get right into it. We're not going to do the usual segments that I start to show off with because we have a lot of ground to cover because Beyonce has been out here with her foot on necks for 20 years. Yes. Maybe Still suffocating these plus. hoes. So we need to just get right into it. So this is going to be the Beyonce episode. I should say it's going to be a Beyonce episode because I'm sure there will be more in the future. We know that she's in the lab working on stuff she has the coachella performance coming up and i don't see her doing a whole performance and not coming out with another project hopefully you never know with her because beyonce so it's going to be one of those episodes and i want to yeah. just take a quick moment before we get into it i want to dedicate this episode to kevin lorenzo aka where my ring at and where my ring at too on twitter um i don't know if you guys saw it but he recently passed away and he was like an ultimate Beyonce stand. Yes, yes. So when I saw that on Twitter, that really hurt my heart because he and I have had exchanges about the goodness and the light that is Beyonce. So seeing that he passed away, just really, it's always, it always does something to me when I see people from the timeline have passed away. Uh, and if it's someone that I've interacted with, even more so. So I want to dedicate this whole standing session for king b to him rest in heaven rest in power now let's get to the good stuff also can i briefly politely chime in real quick sure so before we get started i just want to say one thing fuck the grammys uh, you know what you did on more now than one can... occasion <laughs> okay trifling bitches Ugh, get on my damn nerves but anyway anyway so let's let's start from maybe the beginning ish. So mm -hmm. first off, who is Beyonce to you? Like, what does she mean to you? <sighs> oh, that's a good question. I wasn't expecting that question. Well, I know that's a lie, but okay. 
<laughs> real stands. They know where that come from. They know where that's from. I know where it's from too, but still. <laughs> um, Beyonce. When I think of the goodness of Beyonce and all that she has done for me, Beyonce. Beyonce is a noun. Beyonce is a verb. Beyonce is an adjective. She's the past, present, and future participle. I mean, Beyonce is the goal, the aspiration. She's the bar. It's days when I feel like I cannot be my best self, and I'm like, actually, I'm more than sure Beyonce is doing something that's 10 times bigger than what I'm going through, so let me just buck up and handle my business. Like, Beyonce... She's she's just the ultimate. She's the supreme. <laughs> we love her. We lo- we do. We love her. Yes. Beyonce to Beyonce is Houston. Beyonce is the embodiment of hard work, of grace, of beauty. She is the entertainer. Not the only cuz for some of y'all girls get your panties in a wad. Mm-hmm. But she is the entertainer, especially currently she is someone that i have grown up with and learned from without even realizing that a lot of the time she is she's an adhesive like i have so many friends that i can bond with over her i mean this whole episode is about her and you and i bonding over her on the timeline yes you know what i mean and i'm talking about bonding over her from dissecting her latest album or her performances to throwing away all of my coins to see her perform because I have said this before and I am not ashamed to say it. I went to formation three times. All right. Come on three times. Nigga, you got money. I had money. (laughs) (laughs) I had money before that. Listen, Listen. I have a formation horror story, but I won't interrupt you. No, I'm done. What's the formation horror story? Okay, so literally every time that I've gone to see Beyonce, it has been the devil trying to block me from my blessings. So she came here um, to North Carolina, and I went. I went with my coworker and her wife. Long story short, they was on some dyke shit, and it started like fighting. Oh, God. oh sorry, um, listeners, uh, if that's offensive. Um, but y'all get the gist. Y'all know dykes be dyking yeah, shit. This sound like a read letter. I'm into it. <laughs> but like they started fighting because it was an outdoor stadium and it started raining. And it was like huge thunderstorms. So they stopped the show. Oh, and I so, remember this. I remember Yes. That. It was like a big deal and because she started performing Rocket and like you can see the lightning in the background. It was like some dramatic as I control the four elements type bullshit. And I was here for it. Even though it was really unsafe, thinking about it now. But right. um, in between the break when they stopped the show uh, for the thunderstorm, they were in the car fighting. And then we all rolled together. And so my coworker, she was like, I'm going to you know, just get an Uber and go home. The, uh, her wife, her, the car broke down. So we had to wait on the tow person to come and get us. Long story short, I didn't leave the venue until like three or four o'clock in the morning Jeez, yes it was a mess it was it was worth it because i got my entire life and then some listen because the formation the formation show was excellent it really was it was like it was it was excellent 
It was. That was why I ended up seeing it three times. Yes. In two this... different cities. Shout out to me. Because you got money for real. Yeah. Um, no. Yes. No. Let the people know where they can find you. <laughs> you can find me at the Snap office. Because obviously, if I've gone to the show three times, I ain't got nan money now. All right? Be not deceived. <laughs> oh, that's oh, funny. So, anyway... When did you start standing for Beyonce? Because I think everyone has a different point when they started standing for her. So mm-hmm. I'm curious about that. So my standing came in waves. Specifically, it came in two different waves. So the first wave, it was the first time I saw Destiny's Child live in Atlanta. Ooh, and that was what, 2006? 2005 and, or six, one of them. Yeah. Um... And it was the the entrance that she did to Baby Boy mm-hmm. when she was like in the white and it was like the umbrella mm-hmm. and it was like that Alvin Ailey type feel and she was like walking up the stairs but then switching her hips and I'm like, hold up, what is she doing to me? Because I don't recall these feelings, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that that was the initial wave and I'm like, okay, like, I knew it from Destiny's Child, but I'm like, she she got something going on here, and I'm I'm here for it. But the moment that it was all hands on deck was on June 27, 2006, when Mama opened up the BET Awards mm. to with Deja Vu. Mm. Listen, yeah, that's a pretty standard one. Listen, I hate to be you know that nigga, but that's the moment I was like, she has instant access to all of my coins whenever <laughs> she wants it. Like, just, you know, put her on the damn payroll because, like, she she just fucked everything up. Like, it was, it was choreography. It was vocal. It was delivery. Like, we hadn't seen that from anybody before, at least not from a black female artist. Like, we have our Janets and whatnot. But that was a what Beyonce did was a different type of performance. Like, and she did it all in like six inch heels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think that's what a lot of people they they get a little bit, you know, convoluted with today's artists. Like yeah. Beyonce's performing in heels. Like, can you even walk in heels? I know my knees are <laughs> bad, so I know I can't. <laughs> and I got gout in my ankle, so I can't even I can't even try. It. But God. that that's the moment for me when I was like, she's the queen. Everybody else can just okay. bow down. So for me, I take it way before that. Like I've stand for Beyonce since Destiny's Child. But I want to say I really started standing the first time was the Silk the Shocker video. He had a video for a song called Just Be Straight With Me. Oh, nigga, you going back. Way back. Now, again, you guys have to understand, being from Houston, I had a little bit earlier access to Destiny's Child than most other people. Like, I wasn't seeing them in talent shows around the city or anything like that. But when they were doing things with local rappers and stuff, we would see that stuff. We would see the videos and stuff on TV. So when I saw that video and they were on them little podiums and shit, and and singing and i was like who are these girls and i said wait a minute 
so you know when i did my my research i said oh they're from houston and so i immediately latched onto them because it's just hometown pride thing like seeing black girls that were around my age or a couple years older doing that and there was something about them that i could already see like I see something there and I really hope that they take off. And then next thing you know, no, no, no came out. They first album came out and I wore that album the hell out. All right. Cause I was, it was just crazy to me to hear 16 year old girls, 15 year old girls singing the way that they were singing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because before that, what was I? I was like, I stand for all of the, legendary girl groups to your invos and your swvs and all that but they were grown women mm-hmm. you know even tlc i used to stand for them not not that they have vocals on vocals <laughs> but oh, even yeah. tlc were in their <laughs> 20s when they came out like their early 20s mm-hmm. um maybe one of them was 19 so i was like here are some girls from around like when they say third war when they say we moved to lake olympia like i know where these places are i've been past them i know where these places are like i know where these girls have been so i've been standing from the beginning like i even remember i used to go to the same church that they went to i remember seeing them in church like right when the writings on the wall came out mm-hmm. and trying to be low-key but then like the pastor wanted to give them a shout out because they had an album coming out or they had an album that had just come out Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I was thinking about some of the songs that are on the writings on the wall, uh, and I was yeah. like, uh. <laughs> I was like, awkward, <laughs> very, very awkward. And I remember seeing Mama Tina in there. I remember seeing Solange. I remember seeing uh, Jules when he was real. Jules was bad as hell in church. All right, he was bad as hell. <laughs> he was he was doing the most. His dad had to snatch his ass up. But anyway. All that to, I mean, standing to the point where when their first album came out, like we used to, whenever we had performances at school, we, we had a whole dance to No, 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 talent shows, girls was getting up there singing, get on the bus. Come on, like, get on the bus. Like it was a whole thing. So I've, I've been there from the beginning, you know what I mean? And just seeing them as a group, even amongst all of the shit that went on. Just seeing them continue to rise and rise and rise. And then when Beyonce broke out and did her own thing, I was like, oh, I've been there. I've been Mm -hmm. in the seat, in the front passenger seat. Well, no, she, yeah, in the front passenger seat. Like, where are we going next? Because I'm here. If we need to pull over for gas, I got a little change. I got a little ching, ching, ching. Let's keep going. So put, put 10 on 20 definitely been standing for a long time and you know i feel good about that decision like she has not made me regret standing and the thing i love about beyonce is that beyonce gets better because she hasn't always been where she is now we all know that Mm -hmm. them wigs used to be a hot ass mess those outfits used to be a hot ass like we know they've come from humble beginnings okay yes so to see where she is now the poise and the grace it's 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 a good thing to stand for Beyonce and I will I will hear nothing against that. Like it just is. Alright. So what's one of your favorite features of hers? When I say features I mean someone else's song that she was on. Um when I think about features, two specific too many. ones. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, hello, you know, <laughs> mama, she knows she's a hot commodity and she rations. 
but she she's very smart in what she does. I'm not gonna talk about the little Eminem collab that she just released because I don't fuck with Eminem like that. Mm-hmm. But the ones that come to mind with, for me is nothing out there for me. Yeah, by Missy Elliott. <laughs> that song that is my like, fucking song oh, although sorry, missy was being a hating ass bitch up in that song but that's, that's one of my favorite point, songs right? that you, is woo! don't it just make you go up like you hear my ass going up shit that, is that, that song that song is praise and worship that song really, is a song really okay fucking is like i remember the first time i heard that song it was like one thing I like about when Beyonce collabs with when she used to collab with Missy, she does her good singing. Yeah, she does. Like, it's like I feel like with her and Missy, she gives that same chemistry and energy that her and Jay does. Yeah. Like, I th- I feel like Missy is Beyonce's studsman. But I feel like it, I feel like it's a different level because mm-hmm. Missy can also sing. Right, you know right. What I mean, so they have that in common, whereas Jay may know some stuff, but mm-hmm. you you assume that a lot of the vocals that are coming to their collabs, Beyonce's doing that on her own, or she has right. someone else. Whereas with Missy, because we know Missy can sing, that's just a different kind of collaboration. Like, yeah, like I yes. was on board with um, Crazy Feelings. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm I'm into it. Like that was that used to be one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. But when I heard nothing out there for me, I play that song to this day. I wear that song. Yes. Like there are some times where I just put that song on repeat and I'll listen to that song for four hours straight. Mm-hmm. Like that is just I, my fucking song. And I just love how she comes in at the beginning like a clock sister. <laughs> <laughs> she comes in like Twinkie Clock, like there ain't nothing out there. Sorry for the Latavia vocals, but <clears throat> I didn't warm up properly. But that's neither here nor there. This is about Beyonce, not about me. Right. <clears throat> him and him. But I think another song that I really, really love feature wise from her is Turnt. Um, With, it's uh, by The Dream. Dream. Yeah. Yeah. I really wish that he would have just given it to her. Yeah. Yeah. I have she, I have the version with it where it's just her, like it cuts off. <laughs> it cuts like, off when it gets to his part because I'd be like, I don't want to hear this. You can just like eighty six his part and yeah. keep two chains and like you have a. a well, no, track. it don't even get to the to the two chains. Like it literally after that first part and she does the first verse and the first mm-hmm. chorus, the song cuts off and I'm like, I'm here for this because I listened to the whole thing and I was like, well, that's not actually what I need. Yeah, I only yeah. need she, Beyonce. Like she, just the way she rides the beat and everything. Like, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because, and this I could be wrong, and this could be shade. I apologize for neither, but I feel <laughs> like when men collaborate with her and like actually sing on the song, mm-hmm. they try to be her. Like he, I, I felt like he was trying to be instead of being himself. He was mm-hmm. trying to be like her mm-hmm. or how he thought she would be on the song. I don't know because I don't know the order that they recorded it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about Neo. Like Neo oh, did Irreplaceable God. for her. And then on his album, he had a song that sounded exactly like it. I was like, Neo, sis. 
I, I can't stand the y'all. Like, you gave this song to her. She did it. It's an international success. I get it. But you can't be her. Like, we don't need this from you. You need Be Neo. We know you for being Neo. You don't need to be beyond Neo. Like, we don't need that. We don't need Neo say. We don't need that. Yeah, we don't. We didn't ask for that. We didn't ask for it. We did not pay for it. We didn't order it. Oh, so... Yeah, the only one I had was nothing out there for me because that is just like my ultimate yes. collaboration. Like I would love. Well, I take that back. I thought about this earlier, and I was saying I would love to see and hear Missy and Beyonce collab again. But mm-hmm. I, I, I had to push pause on that because as much as I love Missy and I love Missy down, like I have all of Missy's out. I've stayed for Missy since I heard her on what like Jodeci's albums. Like Missy's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the latest musical wave that Missy has been on has not really connected with me. Yeah, and yeah. so I want her to get off of that before she collabs with Beyonce again. I don't, I don't want what you're doing now, and then Beyonce be added to the mix. Yeah, does that make be, sense? Yeah, it has to be some type of musical synergy between the two and like right. i think they're on two different waves right now right. I, I totally agree i mean it could be a thing where it's like mrs doing what she feels like you know having fun and that's fine do your thing they mm-hmm. bop a little bit you know i might have a little neck swivel for you here and there maybe a little shoulder shimmy not on uzi levels but a little bit of a shimmy <laughs> but a little bit of a shimmy as far as beyond no i i don't you know Whatever you have tucked away that you think may not be popular these days because, you know, the kids want to listen to the kind of stuff that you've been doing, pull that pull that out. Not the stuff yeah. that you're doing. Pull the other stuff out. I go back to the cookbook. Go back to 2006 and rummage around in that bin and pull out some things. And, and let's see what y'all can come, to, come up with. Speaking of, um, I understand the logistics of the features that she's been doing but i'm not a huge fan like i like the way that she sang on walk on water with eminem but i don't like the song but the thing about it is i don't like the song because of eminem like i don't like what he's doing this this start stop whatever flow that he has going on now i don't like that shit it sounds terrible and his aggressive delivery does not pair well with her angelic vocals on that song. Yeah. It sounds a mess. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I wasn't a fan. I do like the song that she did with Ed Sheeran, but I would have liked that song with a different male lead. <laughs> I, I can't get into Ronald Weasley. I really cannot. I tried you know what? He to... is he's a good songwriter. I will give him that. I'm more of a fan of his when it's someone else covering his song. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a song, uh, oh, what's the name of that song? I don't even remember. One of his uh, slow songs from his Multiply or X or whatever the album is called. Mm-hmm. And I listened to his version and I was like, well, here's a thing that you did. And then I heard a cover by someone named Bonnie Anderson on YouTube. And I said, this is what I need. Let me put this into my iTunes. Because I like the song. I like the lyrics. I like the arrangement. I just didn't care for, you know, he's just one of those. I don't know what that is. But anyway, it's not about him. This is about the, the queen. Hello. It's not about him. So, moving right along. 
Okay. Woo. Okay. Get ready. What song or songs always put you in your feelings? This is triggering. This is triggering. I have I have a nice collection. They're all ballads too because she be fucking me up with some of these. She she really do like like first up is Sandcastles like Sandcastles actually choked me up a little bit like one day it caught me mm-hmm. off guard i was listening to lemonade as i often do mm-hmm. and sandcastles came on and i was singing along and all of a sudden like my throat got constricted and i was like <laughs> i said bitch am i having a heart attack Lord, like, like, chopping onions? i hadn't even like i didn't even it, I, I didn't have tears it just like my whole body was just like all hitting this one i was like what the fuck is going on i had to, and i'm driving so i'm sitting here like trying to breathe and i'm like what the fuck i hadn't felt that from a song since uh a song for mama by boys to men oh and wow if anybody knows my family yes. situation you would understand why that song hit me in my feels when it when it catches me off guard so sandcastles because the pain in that song like you can hear it even if everything was okay when she recorded it she mm-hmm. definitely tapped into them feelings and you can hear that shit in the song yeah um one plus one always gets me in my feeling but not i don't care for the recorded version yeah the live version is a lot better. but those live versions like i had one day where i sat on youtube listening to live versions of one plus one for like two hours like it just something about the way she does that song just flatline, okay? Mm-hmm. Um resentment. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, that's the that's the left eye Lisa Left Eye Lopez anthem right there. Like you listen that's to it. resentment and you burning somebody's shit. You burning somebody's shit. And shout out to shout out to Nikki, aka Texas Hummingbird. You've heard her. We all got together at her house for something. I don't remember what it was. We were all sitting around. And I don't know if we were lifted or what had been going on. But she like got up on the hearth of, of her fireplace that she has in her house with her husband. And she was singing Resentment, but she was remixing the lyrics. And she was... And we were... Oh, it was so good and we were all so mad because nobody recorded it but we were so caught off guard and i mean she was talking about knocking on the girl door with the butt of her gun and look Ooh. at this scary ass bitch when i tell you that was the ultimate ghetto remix of resentment i still get my life thinking about that let me find out nikki is a goon <laughs> listen <laughs> let me tell you something if shit goes down she's the first person i'm calling Yes, and that should tell you everything you need to know. Uh, still in love, uh, kissing you. That puts me in my feels when I, because that's a wedding song to me. And I think Nikki sang that song at our friend Ariel's wedding, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. And then the the last one is "I Was Here." You like that one? I love that song. It just really yes. Oh, okay. I get That's... it though. I know a lot of people don't care for that song, or they feel like it's depressing or whatever. It's it. it I don't. It has a different effect on me. It makes me feel mm-hmm. like I need to be 
I want to feel that way. I want to feel like I've done something to leave my mark. And that's fair. Yeah. You know, plus just the, the vocals, everything. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your turn. So, okay, let me just explain something real quick. Uh-oh. With every Beyonce era, at the start of every Beyonce era, I have gone through a breakup. And so these songs, and particularly the first two, they always bring me back to a place where I want to fuck shit up. (laughs) Um, It's very triggering for me because motherfuckers ain't shit out here. So the first one, I think my the first one and one of my favorite Beyonce songs, probably my definitely my top three, Mm -hmm. is Love Drought. Mm-hmm. from Lemonade like that the melodies the production and then the way she married it with the video just perfection and I choke up every single time and throughout the entire Lemonade era she was performing each and every song and I'm like okay so when the fuck she gonna show some love <laughs> for the good sis love drought and she <laughs> pulled it out right at the last moment Literally. like a true G like it was that was perfection. That was icing on the cake yeah. for me. So, love drop from lemonade. I miss you from four. That mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. ugh. It just feels like somebody's just sitting on my chest every time I hear that song. Yeah. Like Frank did that. Ugh. Of course, Frank did it. A, a good sissy would write a good <laughs> I miss you song like oh, that. God. You're the only sissy who have ever written a song that compares to I miss you is probably Luther Vandross. Okay. If you want a that. good I miss you song, you get you get a gay to write for you. Um, the last one is mine from the Yonsei mixtape. Now, I can do without Aubrey's part, to be honest with you. But the beginning and like how she sets it up and paints the picture of the relationship, you know, kind of crumbling. You kind of, you know, keep everything together. Um, it's it's very vivid, and I, I love that about her lyricism. It it paints a picture. Like mm-hmm. she sings it, you can see what is going on. You can relate that to your own relationships, to your own life, and. The beginning of mine is just, whoo, it just brings me back. It brings me back to a place. And, like, thinking about it now, like, mine was kind of like a precursor to the entire Lemon era, if you listen to the lyrics for real, for real. Oh, well, yeah. But there's been Easter eggs throughout her discography. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yes. We'll get to that. We're not there yet, but we'll get there. <clears throat> so, yeah. you said something interesting that I want to touch on real quick about mm-hmm. her lyricism. And I know uh, a common criticism of Beyonce is that she doesn't write her own album. I mean, her own songs or every song has like 16 writers on it. Blah, 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 blah. First of all, I want y'all to understand how samples and interpolations work. And that Break it you, down. If you sample someone's song, usually you include them in the songwriting credits. Mm-hmm. So... That's number one. Number two, I find it very curious and very interesting that this criticism is reserved for Beyonce. But a lot of the great singers that we go up for were not writing all of their own songs. Whitney Houston was not out here writing every song that she sung. 
Exactly. She didn't Clive even write. Davis. She didn't even Clive, write. Yeah. I will always love you. That's Dolly Parton's yeah. song. Like what? So right. it's one of those things where I need y'all to to differentiate between just flat out hating and having a valid criticism because I don't feel like Beyonce is above criticism. She is not perfect. She's very close to it. Very close to <laughs> but it. But she's not perfect. She's not above criticism. But if you are going to criticize, at least makes sense. All right. Because a lot of times when you look into these album jackets and you get into who's writing the songs, they often have a lot of writers, especially if there's a sample. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Why do you think Ed Sheeran's foolish ass had to put uh, Candy and, and what's his face? On that Smokey Robinson. We're not gonna do that because <laughs> I like Tiny and I do not like. It's not about them, okay? I'm just using that as an example. You bringing up folk that I don't like, <laughs> and it's not very people that I really don't like. But he one of them. Anyway, get my damn pressure up. Right. <laughs> okay. So, so let's switch it up a little bit. We're talking about songs. What's your favorite upbeat song of hers? Okay, so my favorite upbeat song is actually the greatest Beyonce song ever recorded in history. Okay. It's Freakum's Dress. Now, a lot of people may not go up Freakum's Dress, but take into account Freakum's Dress is the epitome of a crescendo. The way she goes up throughout the entire song she explores her entire vocal range from the the main verses to the oh in the background like that's the the greatest Beyonce song ever and I told one of my friends if I ever do drag that would be the the main song that I perform to like on signature song listen Beyonce freakum dress is is just that girl and I hate that she kind of pays the desk nowadays with the most recent eras but even that song kinda, alive yeah just... i think she kind of goes through cycles which is fair mm-hmm. you know because a lot of people say that about deja vu she pays deja vu does but i think she just kind of goes through cycles where she's like i don't i don't like that song right now mm-hmm. yeah and that's yeah. fair now yeah. i will say <clears throat> side note valid criticism beyonce i love you we don't need another era of ring the alarm Oh God! Talk about it. <laughs> I like Ring the Alarm. I like the whole thing that you've done. I don't want to see it anymore. With that um, military choreography, With even though choreography we love you and J- the low part and all of that stuff, I love it. I love it. When she first started performing Ring the Alarm back when B Day came out, I was like, I, that was my shit. Because anything with some anger in it and some bitch, I'll yes. fuck you up. I'm here that's for That's the song. It. Wait, that's the song that she fell on, didn't she? She fell down them stairs. Oh, um, I think during the Beyonce experience. Uh, was I believe it? so. Yes, because she had that red coat and her heel got caught in that red coat, and it was Charlotte takes a tumble down them stairs. Oh, and that was a long fall too. It was. She was like, "Please don't put this on YouTube." Right, <laughs> right. I was like, girl. Another side note before I get into what my favorite upbeat song is. Shout out to this bitch to the team. When you talk about the Avengers, you go to Beyonce. Like if the world is in a crisis, I'm going to Beyonce because that woman knows how to assemble a team. Listen, because I I have yet to see another artist that can get things snatched from the internet the way that she can, who puts together key. tours the way she does. 
who low can key Beyonce keep, the feds. Low key, who can <laughs> keep whole album, whole visual albums a secret. And this time, and with the with Al Gore's internet running rapping, mm-hmm. people leaking people whole albums they done worked two three years on, and you leak the shit. Don't give a fuck about taking money out their pocket for her to be able to keep her projects under the Avengers. Okay, yes. Beyonce is the Colonel Fury of this shit. All right, I really want to read her NDAs. Listen, like my goal is to cook for her one day. I feel like and her. and just like read her NDA. I just feel so I like can see like that would be like a two three day endeavor because them NDAs have to be long and ironclad. Listen, because yeah. Mama don't play. Mama be she, like, if if you say anything, you when you sign here, I need you to understand that your life is forfeit. Okay. Your your life, your kids' life, your grandkids' life, bitch. Okay. I own you and understand. Like that's what that NDA said. If says. you say anything, when you go to bed that night, you are gonna wake up, you and your family, and it's gonna be the motherfucking Hunger Games. <laughs> ain't no, ain't gonna be no victor. Listen, may NDAs, the odds be ever in your favor. Ain't no odds in your favor, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So my favorite upbeat song is "Get Me Body." Like, yes, that was just, the next one on my list. Everything about that it. song, Swiss beats on the on the track, the the visuals, the vocals, the dance sequence, and can I say another side note? Beyonce, I love you down. I love your feminism. I surely do. But sweetie, a lot of us are gay men. Can you please bring back the male dancers? Pretty pl- and not the damn twins because I hated that era. Oh, them niggas! I can't stand I them. I hated that. Like it was cute at first, but then when she did the whole tour with them, and I was like, mm. and they rude as fucking person. Oh, Just, really? Yes, I remember for the Mrs. Carter World Show, I went to Atlanta to see it, and that's another horror story. But we can save that for later. Uh, but we went to the after party, and they were there. And VIP like dancing and shit, and so people like were pulling out their phones. They were going up to people like snatching their phones, like no, don't record, do record. I'm like, what well, motherfucker, stop dancing? You a dancer for Beyonce, and you were here dancing club. in front we of me at what the, the venue. Fuck? Anyway, right? I I just I I was not a fan of the whole lay twin thing, lace twins, whatever you want to call them. Lace gone now, and I'm glad about it. Mm, but listen. the rest of them dancers, specifically the main dancer that she used to dance with and get me body with his fine ass. Oh, nigga, BC. Yeah, I met him, and um, when I lived in Cincinnati, he went to a Janet Jackson show, and I took a picture with him. Like he is super nice. He's super and fine. Low That's what he key, he, he could be. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, he's a. Anyway, we don't need to do Oops. that. <laughs> but yeah, get me body. Like I, I just I watched the video last night the extended version like that the whole thing just gets me hype every time i hear i fucking love mm-hmm. give me body yes yes so what's your favorite deep cut or like unreleased track so i have three gotta dig into the stand vault yes so number one is lost your mind from the b-day era Ooh, i forgot about that oh i didn't forget about it but yes yes that's a good one and she kind of incorporated it um, 
in the Ring the Alarm set during the formation. Yeah, she did. Tour. Yeah. Every now and, and then I, she'll sneak a little bit of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I remember, I can't remember which performance it was, but she had all of the dancers and they all had jackets on with the month of the year. And so I remember me and my friend, we got hyped because we thought she was going to perform at least a little bit of signs, but she did. And we were like, oh, womp. A strong womp. Okay, what's next? Uh, okay, this next one is kind of controversial, but Creole from the B-Day okay. era, too. I, I can see why love... that would be controversial. I can see that. A lot of people don't like it, but I'm from New Orleans, so it just hits home for me because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a badass red bone. Now, so. <laughs> I, you know, I like the song. Now, I will say the first time I heard it and I was like, brown bone, I ain't never heard that, but okay. Um, okay, what's next? Um, the last one is from the Dangerously in Love era. It's a song called Keep Giving Your Love to Me. Oh. It was on the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack and uh, P. Diddy uh, produced it and it kind of gives you that same feel of um, crazy in love, mm-hmm. but it's more like static and like real upbeat and more hip hop, more urban, more dirty. It's just, it was a, a jam. Like I downloaded that shit from Napster, mm-hmm. Ooh. and then <laughs> way back, way back to the Napster days. Because I don't think it's available now. But if y'all don't know that song, y'all need to go and download her and give her a cute it's probably spin. on youtube yeah probably yeah. okay but those are my three okay okay so i have two um the first one is forever to bleed come on that song just i don't i don't know any song where she just is like yelling and <laughs> her some of her favorite songs of mine are like her ain't shit songs mm-hmm. where she's being terrible <laughs> So forever to bleed and like confessions when she's just being awful. I'm like this. This is the song that I grew up for. Yes. And save your judgment. Judge your dick stuck in step mama, as John say would say. Ooh. And the other one is uh, a song called "Settle for You," which is also now I love this song. I love the way she she performs it, and mm-hmm. she's the the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows, but. I am not a sheep and I have to always preface this by saying the message of settle for you is awful. Like it is an awful message. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a fantastic song. So I, I used to be conflicted about that. Be like, it's such a good song, but it's such a terrible message. Like, don't do Mm -hmm. this. Don't do this. Uh, I'm glad she never released that song because it's it's problematic it's problematic but it would it would add to that controversy that used to i mean still comes up every now and then but remember how Mm -hmm. they used to always say the controversy between independent women and cater to you oh yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like if she had ever released settle for you that would have just been the nail in the coffin Mm -hmm. on that which can i real quick It just it says a lot about because it's mostly men that had that criticism and it says a lot that y'all don't understand that a woman can be independent and have her own shit and not depend on a man, but still want to do things for a good man that she has in her life. That concerns me and it always has. It's been years and I've seen some real popular niggas on Twitter 
that be the first thing that they say and i'm just like oh that's sh- that shit is so outdated like i really wish people would embrace the gift of duality yes right. i can do this on my own but motherfucker you could do it for me sometimes too but don't get it twisted because if you fuck up just know that I really don't need you for real. It's not even that. It's I'm a strong, independent woman. I, I'm out here getting it. I'm not depending on you to take care of me. But I also realize that part of my job as your partner is to sometimes do a little bit of something for you. I might cook you up a little meal. You know, I might brush your little hair a little bit, get you some beard mm-hmm. oil and massage. You know what I mean? And my thing is, why does it have to be one or the other? Because if I'm a straight man... I, that's what I want. My woman is going to go out there and get it on her own. I don't have to hold her hand. I don't have to pay for everything. Now, if I want to, that's one thing. But I don't right. have to because she has that drive. But then when she comes home, she still is going to be like, I'm going to take care of my bae. Like, to me, that sounds like the ultimate. But y'all niggas so mm-hmm. damn stupid. And y'all just want to criticize for no damn reason. Anyway, I just want to say that real quick. Okay. So, who would you like to see her do a duet with? Okay, so we also don't have many duets from her. Like Mama is real selective about her stuff. She is. Like I said, the the new stuff that she has out, I get it. She got Coachella coming up. She tapping into Mm -hmm. that white audience. That's why I'm not mad. Even though the Eminem song is terrible, the Ed Sheeran song is okay. I like it, but Mm -hmm. I get what you're doing. Mama is a mastermind in marketing. Yes. When she feels like it. (laughs) When she feels like it. (laughs) You know, a lot of times she'd be like, "Fuck that! What? What's promotion?" Okay, I don't know what her. Is that? Fuck, fuck, fuck sleep. Fuck you and your sleep. And your wallet while you at it. <clears throat> gotta stay. I'm telling y'all, gotta keep your B savings ready because... Okay. Mm. My mom always said, if you ain't ready, you better get ready. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, do it. Um, But, do it. So, I kind of broke it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, Beyonce's greatest duets and collaborations are the ones with herself um so the first collaboration i would like to see her do or duet that i would like to see her do is a duet with third wall trail bring third wall trail back we need to hear you rapping on the end of your song circa kitty cat like (laughs) we we want to hear that texas Bumby, Pimp C, UGK influence. Like at least me. When I say we, I mean I. Mm-hmm. I can only speak for myself. But I love it when she raps and like she just like reminds you, yes, I'm in heels, but I got a Glock in the back. So <laughs> don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. But I love to see her do some type of like rapping kitty cat style track in the future. From a production standpoint. I would have really liked to see her do a duet with Jay Dilla. Mm. And if you don't know who Jay Dilla is, he produced Didn't You Know by uh, Erica Badu. Mm -hmm. Yes. I feel like his production and her harmonies and melodies together, it'll just be like on some next level type shit. The last duet, and it's kind of left field, but hang on there with me. But I would like to see her do a duet with FKA Twigs. And it's out there, but think about this. Think about a No Angel Pendulum collaboration. Like, if you haven't heard FKA's FKA Twigs Pendulum, like, go listen to it 
and then listen to No Angels, and then report back to me. Okay, I have to listen to that because I tried with FKA Twigs, and I was like, this is more like FOH Twigs, so it wasn't oh. my ministry. <laughs> It just cute. She is cute, but I was trying to listen, and then I was like, "Well, let me give the live performance." And she was, it was, I just, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I would have to give that particular song a spin and see if I can see what you're saying. Yes. <clears throat> so I have, I broke it up uh, as far as male duet and female. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear her do a duet with Luke James. Oh yes, God. and I feel like something similar has something has happened. Like there's got to be at least video on somebody's phone of them singing together. Because he when he was opening for her and was in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. like there has to be something on somebody's phone of them singing together. Yeah, that that would but be amazing. I would amazing. like a whole track because I just feel like his with his range mm-hmm. and with her range. And you know, you know, she pulling out the growls and everything. I, I feel like that would just be epic. Um, it really would. And as far as female, I really thought about this a lot, and I was thinking, who would she sound good with? But and I came up with Jasmine Sullivan, and the reason why is because not only vocally, but Jasmine can write the hell out of a song. That she can. And so I feel like if Jasmine wrote a song. Like she did that one song that she did with the lady. I can't remember her name and uh, or something that she did on Mary's latest album. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be dope. And maybe in maybe something a little bit more upbeat or mm-hmm. at that mid tempo level that they could, you know, do it, that when she performs live, she could put a little dance to it. But I just feel like their voices, they would find a way for their voices to complement each other because Beyonce is very good for adapting depending on who she's with mm-hmm. and they're both queens of background vocals so i feel like they really are the background vocals alone like it could be a whole song of background vocals and we would get our lives yes because but beyonce has said before that jasmine sullivan is one of her favorite artists so that collaboration could be we need that in to the work we need that to have been fuck all the shit about Adele. We don't need no collaboration with Adele. What we need is Jasmine Sullivan. Adele doesn't have the range. She really doesn't. She does not. Like I watched the video and it was <laughs> listen, y'all put work y'all put in work on YouTube, okay? And I applaud you. YouTube is the original receipts. The way Tumblr has <laughs> the receipts, YouTube is the original. Never forget her because she is the founder. So I saw a video and it was like Whitney Houston versus Beyonce versus somebody else versus Adele. And they were going note by note. And it was it was basically a video showing Adele does not have the range that y'all think she does. She really don't. And I was like, and I heard that before, but I fell off of Adele real hard with 25 because I was not really a fan of 25 at all. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I watched that video, and I was like, "Holy shit, she really doesn't." Yeah, she doesn't have the range. She doesn't have the stamina. And that doesn't and mean that she's not important. a good singer. Like I enjoy right. her singing in her voice, but as far as vocal range, mm-hmm. when I saw that video, I was like, "Oh, I mean, you because you can't 
you can't lie. I mean, you can't argue with facts. Like you it's really can. there. You hear it. And they went yeah. note by note. They've had little subtitles that told you what the note was. <laughs> High E over middle C. And here go Whitney. Here go Beyonce. And it's not. It was not saying that Beyonce was better than. It was kind of like a start with Whitney. Whitney is the standard, right? <laughs> you know, here's Beyonce. Beyonce is the remix. And then here's Adele. And it's like, well, so. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, I would love to see at, at, to add and add to that Jasmine Sullivan duet. I would like for them to bring in Frank Ocean in the mix too. I don't want him yes. singing on the track, but I want him to help produce and help write. Yeah, I feel like definitely. that would be what we need. Okay, what's your favorite song or songs to see her perform? Um, my favorite. Well, I've already said "Freakum Dress," so oh, that's yeah, you did, you did, you did. That is just. Yes. And we don't have many. Um, There's not many live performances of that. Right. But the the perform the song that I love to see her perform the most is Crazy in Love. Mm-hmm. Not not because of the song itself, like, you know, it's really big. It's the song that launched her solo career. But that song is like what, fourteen, fifteen years old, mm-hmm. and she's still performing it and making it fresh yeah. and it's remixing such a it. High energy performance. It really is like no matter what the era, no matter what the year, that shit is always fresh. And mm-hmm. she's always like either switching up the arrangement or switching up the choreography. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's I love the way she takes that standard and mm-hmm. makes like 10 different versions of it. Yeah. And it's still hot. The other um, thing I, I love, love about live performances of Crazy in Love is that she usually uses that to shut people up. Because right. you know what that run, uh, mm-hmm. right after mm-hmm. the bridge, anybody be? Because I, I recently came across that video again. Uh, some guy wrote this whole article about how she can't sing, and he came to the concert, and she was like, "Oh, you know the run? Here you go." Oh, and he tried <laughs> to do it, and she was like, "Exactly," and walked off. <laughs> yes, you know, like she you and and I like that too because you know that's because there's not many places where she let the audience like seeing like she'll put them but that run she does that pretty often yes um so that's one thing that i really appreciate so crazy in love was on my list too Mm -hmm. um and i don't even really go up up for crazy in love like i used to when it first came out and everything but Mm -hmm. i do love seeing it in the catalog and in the lineup when she does her live performances because that's not a song that i listen to that often on its Mm -hmm. own so it yep. makes me appreciate it when she sings it live even more. And like yes. you said, the changes in the arrangements and all those little tweaks in the choreography to just, and it's just like, she could be dog tired and you might even be able to tell that she's dog tired. But when Crazy in Love comes on, she's going to give you everything. If yeah. She's going to pull energy from the depths of hell if she has to. And she's going to give you a full live mm-hmm. energy high energy performance with crazy in love yes always when i think of crazy in love live i always think of me leaving the barbershop and walking that walk the way that she walks that, that walk. walk you ready <laughs> Whoo. Lord I'm here. okay me. okay i'm here for it okay so my favorite songs to see her perform live are i think i said this already but one plus one Mm-hmm. Just because I I just I just love the way she sings that song live. Like 
I don't even I don't even listen to the studio version. Um, the next one is uh, Flawless, just because that's another one that just gets Ooh, me hype. Yes. Um, and I love the the H Town dance that she does at the bow down part before she gets into the flawless part. And that's another song that I like that has a lot of audience participation that just gets everybody hype. And then the other one, and this is a recent addition, was Formation. Like it's just something about the performance of formation that just takes me from zero to 850 every time. I don't know what it is like for the choreography and formation is some of my favorite. There's some parts that I don't care for, but Mm -hmm. as a whole, the formation choreography is some of my favorite. And when she, the formation world tour, when she just opened with that song, and then they walk down that catwalk and they walk to that little mm. beast state. I was like, I am here for all of this. That part fucked me up because I said, Oh, she she's coming has... out. Right. She's coming out us. on the beast stage. Like I get it. Most most concerts they, they start off on a high energy note because that's how concerts mm-hmm. are if they know what they're doing. Because if you start your concert off with a ballad, sis. Mm. Anyway, but Natasha just... from Escape. Girl. <laughs> Ooh, Project Pat mm. get on my. You know what? Let me not do that. That's not oh, nice. your words not mine. <laughs> I mean, this is not anything I haven't said before, but that's not nice. Let me. Stop. It's not about her. Oh. So yes, formation is my last one. Okay, so last question before we start getting into the rankings. What's your favorite era? Um, my favorite era is B Day. Like yeah. B Day is just. A party, it makes me feel good. B Day is the era that I feel like she came into her own. Like Dangerous in Love, it set her up, but B Day like rocket launched her ass. I feel like she challenged herself so much during that era from the music, making the album in two and a half weeks, yeah. doing a tour. That was one of her longest tours that she that she's ever done the choreography was such a step up from dangerously in love and i think that's the thing that i love the most about it is that the choreography and the music was so together and intertwined like you can't have one without the other like that b-day era was it's just it brings me back to undergrad it brings me back to parties it brings me back to get me bodied it brings me back to so many like good memories. Mm-hmm. Um, another era, honorable mention era, I should say, is definitely Lemonade. I feel like Lemonade. It was not really a surprise, like the Beyonce era, but it kind of set her up and established her icon status. Yeah, so I, I love that about that era. Lemonade is my favorite era, like. Because I feel like Lemonade, we can see the the growth of her vision. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it really started with self-titled, like that visual mm-hmm. album. She showed us a different side of her that I have this vision and I want you guys to see it. And mm-hmm. she was able to capture it and display it in a way that was easy to take in and it's beautiful. And I feel right. like Lemonade was a a continuation of that but in conjunction with that lemonade had the grown woman slash adult level that i didn't know that i needed from her 
like self-titled was yes. a start, but seeing mm-hmm. the breakdown of Lemonade and it, and not so much the the content of what was she was actually going through now that we know for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> just seeing the display and seeing the process and it's something it's something amazing to see a whole emotional process displayed visually the way it was with music and just so lemonade is definitely my favorite era yeah. it just yeah. it gave me so many things that like i said i didn't even know i needed in yeah. general and from beyonce like i was not expecting we knew lemonade was coming but i was not expecting lemonade to be what it was right i feel like lemonade is her most it's her cohesive most, era it's the most cohesive i agree it's the most vulnerable and and it was executed so well. It like, really was. Ag- again, the way she married the visual to the music. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like with self-titled, she put the music first and then had the visuals to accompany the music. But with Lemonade, right. with it Lemonade, was like the visuals was... first. I don't even think it was the visuals first. I think it was all together. It was the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of get it because back in the gap when I was a whole different person, you know, before the aliens snatched me up and replaced me with the clone. Like I used to, I used to that, you know, and I think a lot of people, like we all used to do that when we were like in high school and middle school, we used to write songs and stuff like that. I had a notebook that I would write songs in. But the reason why I connected with that is because when I used to write songs, I would hear the melody in my head as I'm writing it. I would see visuals of what's going, what's happening as I was writing it. So I I can see Lemonade coming together as a cohesive unit because it wasn't I'ma work on this one piece at this time and then it's I mean it could have very well been that, but I feel like even if you work on it piece by piece, if you have the full vision in your head, it's going to come together in a different way than if you do it piece by piece and then you try to put it together. Right. If right. that makes sense. So Yeah. Lemonade is definitely my favorite just because, you know, I'm a grown-ass man now. And I, I get the nostalgia of B-Day and all those stuff. But, you know, as right now, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown adult. I'm a grown titty woman. And I, you know, the, seeing those emotional mature, that, that emotional maturity in an artist that I've always loved work just really takes me from A to B. So, mm-hmm. okay. So, let's get into some rankings. First up. What's your favorite song per album? Ooh, so let's start, this with, was... let's start with Dangerously in Love. What's your favorite okay. song on Dangerously in Love? My favorite song is, I have two, Signs yeah. and Speechless. Ooh, Speechless is a good one. Yes, every time I hear Signs, uh, again, it's that damn Missy Elliott collaboration. I told like, you. I told it's you. just magic, right? I like told you. even and though she, she kind of plays my sign, my sign in the song. Oh, she played mine too, but I, you know. Okay, we can forgive her for that. We can forgive her for that because the overall product, yes, is is excellent. Yeah, that's yes. my favorite song from Dangerously in Love. Too signs will always, I will always mm-hmm. go up for signs, and I'm hope you know. I'm we're gonna get into that later. Okay, so B Day, what's your favorite song from B Day? Freakum Dress. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry guys like Freakum Dress is just that song Kitty Cat is a close second but Freakum okay. Dress is just the alpha and the omega okay. sorry okay. about it so 
I said earlier that Get Me Body was my favorite upbeat song, but my favorite song from B-Day is Upgrade You. Oh, that is a good one. <clears throat> it's just a good song. And then mm-hmm. that video, I think, is what solidified it. Like now, when I listen to the song, I always envision that video because her portrayal of Jay was spot the fuck on. It really was. I was like, damn. Really I was, was like, is this really Jay? But it's just like Photoshop to look like her. <laughs> like, shit. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So the next one, I broke it up into two pieces. So it's I Am Sasha Fierce, but I broke it up because of pieces. So from the I Am side, what's your favorite song? Disappear. Okay. Like, I, I don't I like care for that. We can, album we'll get, can that get into much. that later. We can get into that later. Yes. But that song is it just hits me. Okay. It just is it it's very a tender spot for me. Okay. So my favorite song from the I am side of that album is Smash into You. Yes. That's just I just I don't even I'm willing to run. I am willing willing to run. run. Okay. And smash into you. I don't really understand. I'm not 100% sure what smash into you means because I've never been in love, but I imagine it's a good thing. Uh, let me tell you. Well, if you properly plan, it can be a great thing. But That's if not you- what we're talking about. <laughs> so well, I'm just saying. The- it's called gay side stories. I'm just trying to Okay, say, but we're but- not talking about gay side <laughs> stories on this episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're not talking about that. That's a whole different episode. <sighs> okay, so the Sasha Fierce side, video phone. Like, mm, that's I think I choice. like it because it's ratchet, kind of. And during that era, a lot of up and coming choreographers were like doing dance productions to it. And specifically, um, this guy, um, he goes by the moniker Didn't Invite Me. Um, he right. did like an entire production around that song specifically. And Sean Bankhead was in it. A couple of other up-and-coming choreographers was in it. And they just killed that shit. Like, they were in, like, a parking garage. And I think that kind of, like, marries that as my favorite song for me off of the Sasha Fierce side. Okay. Um, my favorite is Hello from Sasha Fierce. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. And it's great live too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the live that solidified. Like I liked the song mm-hmm. when I first heard it. I was like, okay, this is my <clears throat> this is my favorite song from what I've heard. But when I saw her perform it live, I said, okay, I feel mm-hmm. good about this choice. This is this is a good decision. Honorable mention yeah. goes to Ego because I love songs where she's talking her shit. Yes, that's a good one too. So honorable mention to Ego. Okay, four. Definitely, I care. Mm, that's a good one. I care the way. Okay, so I didn't fully appreciate I care until Life Is But a Dream came out, mm-hmm. and she showed that clip of her recording it, mm-hmm. and like her vocals were so strong but still raw. And then I went back on YouTube and found that clip of the producer breaking down, like yeah. the way she yeah, layered the and that was a the long vocals. ass video, but I watched Wasn't every second. It though? Of it. That was like a master class in like vocal production for real, for real. It really was. I and watched all like, of it too. Like that I care is just a beast vocally and mm-hmm. it's definitely one of my faves from the four album. Okay. So I have two answers on this one because 
my favorite favorite song from four was act not actually on four it's one of the b-side songs and it was lay mm-hmm. up under me ah oh, don't you worry about a thing just come and lay up under me tonight you ain't got to worry about no motherfucking club come lay okay. up under these titties uh, hello life. got so, some little debbie snack cakes mm, okay so that's my favorite 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 song from four but I chose another one because that song wasn't technically on for. So my favorite mm-hmm. song that was on the actual album is Start Over. Really? Yeah. 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 I love that song. Just How the so? You know, it is the message because mm-hmm. I feel like the first time I really heard it and appreciated it, I was going through a point of trying to start over with someone in my life mm-hmm. and so it really touched me but beyond that just i mean i love four because four was the album where she finally was like you know what i don't need to hold back vocally i just need mm-hmm. to be more strategic with my vocals right. But four was the album where she was like you bitches forgot that i can sing <laughs> so uh-huh. i need to remind you and it's not gonna be a gentle reminder and so the way that she performed for and the growling and everything just because I love when she growls on the track. I don't give a fuck what nobody yes. says. She gets the growling. That shit gets me hype. So start over is my favorite song for those reasons. Okay, so self-titled. Self-titled. So I said before I, I love mine. I also love No Angel. When self-titled came out, I played No Angel out. But my absolute favorite is Below. Yes! Who? Like, who thought that a song about Cunnilingus would be so good? (laughs) Listen, Blow is just, it just has such a feel good vibe. I love that it has uh, Pharrell and Timbaland on the track doing the production. The the beat changes. Mm -hmm. And it just, such a, even though it's about Kitty Licking. It's such a feel good song. Like it just you put that on and you just want to dance and like eat barbecue ribs and shit. Okay. And just have a good ass time. And then when the visual, you watch the video and you see they in skating and shit, and then that gets you hype and you're like, oh shit, we can skate to this song and, and get our lives and have a good ass time. So Blow is definitely my favorite song from yeah. uh self titled. Okay. My favorite my favorite part about that blow visual though is when the production changes and goes from Pharrell's to Timberland's part and she's in that car bouncing her booty up and oh, down. Yeah, when she's on top of that car. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to c- confirm or deny this, but sometimes I do that in the shower. Come on, shower. Uh-huh. Connect PayPal if you want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, coin. <laughs> Already. Okay, last but not least, Lemonade. What's your favorite song from Lemonade? Um, Lemonade, I have a top three. Oh, okay. Um, I Lemonade love Six was Inch. such a fucking era. My God. It really was. Like, I think it's just that it's going to be that era that just stands the test of time, to be honest with you. Um, but my favorites from Lemonade is Six Inch, even though <sighs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday is on there and I can't really take too much of him. You know, but, that's not even what makes me mad about Six Inch. What made me mad about Six Inch is that she didn't perform it at, in concert until like the last two or three shows. 
Oh, right, the the last damn show. And maybe, yeah, I think it was only, I feel like she did it maybe the last two, but it may have just been the mm-hmm. last one. When she closed the show out in New York and she showed out, and I have a gripe with Beyonce, but we'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> okay, so that's two, so what's your third? No, that's um, one, sorry, so what's yeah. your second? Definitely Zaddy Lessons. I love that song, even though Come on, I Texas really, two-step. I don't like country music at all like that is one of the i feel like country music sounds like discrimination and prejudice the song the the genre of my oppressor but zaddy lessons and that's zaddy with the z Mm. i love that song i love the message it actually makes me think of my own daddy even though he wasn't the type to like drink whiskey and shit Mm. but he had a gun and several rifles so (laughs) it just reminds me of my own daddy and the last one is definitely Love Drought. Like, mm-hmm. again, that song just yeah. hits me in my chest every single time. Yeah. I didn't really connect with Love Drought the way a lot of people did. I mm-hmm. like the song, but I just didn't connect with it. My favorite song from Lemonade is All Night. Like, the first time I heard that song to now, again, I, mm-hmm. that's one of those songs that I can put on repeat and just listen to it. I just love the the flow. I love the way she sings it. Mm-hmm. I love the message, even though, I mean, it's just kind of like, and it, another thing about, it took me a long time to understand. I like the song just from what I heard, but it took mm-hmm. me a long time to understand it because again, this whole emotional process that she went through of forgiveness. And I was, you know, when I first listened to not watched it, because there's a lot in between when you watch it, when I mm-hmm. first listened to Lemonade, all the way through i mean emotionally i was stuck on don't hurt yourself so it took me a long time to understand some and i mean and it's only i want to say in the last few months that i've started to appreciate love drop because i just could not understand it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i inched and inched a a little bit further and then i got stuck on sandcastles so Mm -hmm. i didn't understand love drought i didn't understand all night i did not understand i mean freedom is kind of like a yeah i get it it, but the way that she presented it is a little different anyway yeah so we're gonna get into the last part of this and that is album rankings because we've been at it for a long time. But if you love Beyonce the way we love Beyonce, you've been getting your life the whole time. Or you've Hello. been yelling or typing very fast because you didn't like some of our picks for stuff. It is what it is. So Let me tell you something. If, it, if you didn't like any of our picks, let me tell you something. It is okay to be wrong, people. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, album rankings, and I did this on Twitter, and I have a couple of different people's uh, rankings just to stir the pot a little bit but I wanted to start off with uh, someone uh, one of my followers my mutuals on Twitter her, her uh, at name is Silfan and she presented Beyonce's discography and she was like this is what I get from each album and that was mm-hmm. where I coined the phrase a concept discography so mm-hmm. with Dangerously in Love she said Dangerously in Love is I love Jay B day was fuck this nigga. Oh, <laughs> I am Sasha Fierce was I love my husband. Mm-hmm. Four was I'm doing all right. Self titled was girl I'm trying. <laughs> 
And Lemonade is, fuck this nigga, why am I still with him? Forgiveness, but I ain't gonna forget. Uh, <laughs> and that, that just, funny. that tickled me. I was like, come through concept discography. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna go through some uh, of these. So my friend Nikki, that I've been talking about on throughout the show, shout out to you, aka Texas Hummingbird on Twitter. Her rankings were, number one was Lemonade, number two is Four, Number three mm. is self-titled. Number four is B-Day. Mm. Then Dangerously in Love. And then I Am Sasha Fierce. So I said, okay, I get that. Um, My friend Bree. Hey, Bree. Who you've heard on the show. Her rankings were Lemonade, self-titled, B-Day, four, okay. Dangerously in Love, I am Sasha Fierce. <laughs> and then I asked okay. Adrian with his trash ass, aka Huss, who you've heard on the show before. Hey, Adrian. No, I ain't no hey, Adrian, because he's. So he said uh, self titled, Lemonade, B Day, mm-hmm. Four, I am Sasha Fierce, Dangerously in Love. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty interesting because I I want to say that was one of the first times I've seen someone put "Dangerously in Love" last. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one, which was controversial and really pretty much birthed this episode, was Mal, aka Mister Underscore MKN on Twitter. He gave his ranking, and he said his. It's four. Nope. Lemonade. Mm-mm. Self-titled. Mm-mm. Dangerously in love. Mm. I am Sasha Fierce. Nope. B day. <laughs> See when you do clownery. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say people was like, "What the fuck?" and Max was the first one to pop in our mentions. Like, I mean, how I don't understand how you put B day last when I am Sasha Fierce is right there. It's right there. Right said, the fuck oh, there. Gee. I said, oh uh-uh. my goodness. So with that being said, what is your ranking? So the ranking. No, 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 no. What is your <clears throat> ranking? <clears throat> the ranking. <laughs> so I have I'll start, you know, from the bottom up. So number six is I am Sasha Flop. That's yeah. Number five is Dangerously in Love. Number four is four. Number three is Self-Titled. Number two, Lemonade. And number one is That Girl, Miss B-Day. And I'd like to say, like, this is, you know, it's comparing Beyonce against Beyonce. You're comparing perfection against perfection. Oh, goodness. But B Day is just if you don't have B Day in your top three, then you need to reevaluate your standup. <laughs> like on some real shit. And that was one of those things that you guys feel free to tweet me or leave comments on SoundCloud because I really want to understand why and this is specific to gay men, but anybody I guess, but why so many gay men put b-day as their top album and i did ask that on twitter and a couple people like xd was like you know we love sissy beats with nonsensical lyrics and you know people 
had different answers. Oh, you know, it's just a party vibe or I was going through something at that time or, you know, it's just a fuck you nigga album. So I'm just curious. I'm not saying that it's wrong because unlike most of y'all, I don't judge because I don't what finds your lost remote does not find mine. So whatever ranking you want, that is up to you. That's between you and whatever deity you pray to. I don't give a damn. So my ranking is, uh, so the first two flip flop to be quite honest, because it depends on my mood. Come on, verse albums. Okay, first album for <laughs> n- n- never mind, never mind, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so uh, today I said four was number one, but again the first two flip flop. So four lemonade, self titled. Oh my god, B day. Dangerously in Love, and then I Am Sasha Fierce. What are we going to do with you? Love me. Just the way I eat. Do we have to? Absolutely. <laughs> you know. I mean, I it's kid, just one I of kid. those things. I get it, but I just don't I don't connect with B-Way. B-way. <laughs> I don't connect with B-Day the way a lot of people do. And that's not to well, say that not. I don't love B Day because I do. I absolutely mm-hmm. I stand for B Day, but in comparison with the other out, like again, four because four is is number one today or number two tomorrow, whatever. Just because I I really appreciate that album because again that album was her first album when she was by herself. She was managing herself. She was doing everything herself, and she said the first thing I'm gonna do when I step out and I feel my own pussy is I'm gonna teach you bitches that I can fucking sing. Mm-hmm. And it just I stand, you know what I mean. And then Lemonade. So the reason why, and I'm not gonna do a breakdown of all of them, but the reason why for Lemonade is because, as I mentioned earlier, that emotional journey just it does something to me and i just stand for that album like because i can listen to the album and still feel the concept without the visuals i mean i'm glad Mm -hmm. that i saw the visuals first and i get the criticism that the album on its own is not as strong i still like it because and i stand for it and it's high up in my rankings because even without the visuals that's still an album where sis is crossing genres Okay, mm-hmm. she's giving you rock alternative. She's giving you country. She's giving you R and B. She's giving you pop. She's giving you get your ass up and put your fist in the air. Yeah, she right. gave y'all niggas Zydeco. She's mm-hmm. giving you some of everything, and so mm-hmm. I just cannot not stand for that album on its own, even without the visuals, just because Beyonce is doing a fucking country song or starting off with Zydeco and then moving into country. Beyonce is doing a fucking rock song, which again, don't hurt just anyway. I don't need to do that because I will be on the soapbox all damn day. So, <laughs> with that being said, we're going to do a special Beyonce slash Destiny's Child edition of the Queer Query, and then we're going to get out of here. Question. So, first question. Which Destiny's Child song would you have liked to see or hear the ladies perform in honor of their 20-year anniversary? Um, definitely Killing Time. I feel like... That's a, okay, so a let's, let's define... Well, not B-side, let's but. define what members are performing real quick. Um, are we talking Kelly, Beyonce, Michelle, or is, are we bringing out everybody but Farrah? 
Um, it's, I, I guess it's up to you. Well, I think if we bring it out everybody, I would say killing time. I feel like they can I mean, everybody but Farrah, I don't see them bringing out Farrah, and I don't see Farrah wanting to be brought out. Mm, she um, somewhere. Stand, I don't think so. You know, they love her in one of those Latin countries. Like, they stand for her. Really? And I'm like, what is there know. to stand for? Like, what has she done? Literally nothing. She like, had a song. Farrah is... I gave it a... Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say I gave it a fair try, but when I saw that they were standing for her... I said, well, what are you standing for? Like, what material? I'm not even trying to be shady. I was like, what material are you standing for? Mm-hmm. So she had some video and a song, and I listened to it, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it was Brazil or... I was like, I don't know what's going on down there. I don't know if it's something in the water, but I need y'all I need, I need, need y'all to get it together because this is not it. How you stand for Farrah? Farrah is probably somewhere folding up clothes in a dress room at H&M. Like you can't stand for that. I feel like Look. she she did her she did her her uh, her rounds as a video girl, being like a main a love interest and stuff in videos and and other than that, I don't know. But anyway, mm-hmm. I would venture to say even if they somehow managed to bring everybody out, Farrah would not mm-hmm. be brought out. Yeah, she she's somewhere missing right with her luggage. Okay, cast away. Okay, but I would also like to see them perform T-shirt. T-shirt is my favorite Destiny's Child song. That's a good song. That's I a love really it so much. Good song. Okay, for me, I said cater to you because yes. I would love to see them like dig out that old choreography, dust it off a little bit, mm-hmm. update it, freshen it up a little bit. You know, give it a little douse of perfume, give it a little hoe bath. And uh, we call that a pat. Give it to I'm us from. again. And also, just because that's one of my favorite songs to see Destiny's Child perform live, because the good sis Beyonce goes off on at the end. She really does. Like pretty much I don't care every what my mama performance said. that I've ever seen of them do that song, she goes the fuck off. Mm-hmm. And my favorite of them, and I have it in my iTunes. Is they were on ABC live, like you know, the morning things that they do on like GMA or something. Mm-hmm. And Homegirl went off so much that Kelly and Michelle was like, Girl, you better tell that man. I I was, like, she okay. went smooth in. So, I would definitely like have liked to see them dust that off. And then, if we're talking about original members plus Michelle, uh, probably the their first, like, dust off, no, 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 and just. Give us a little show to shimmy and a little something. Mm-hmm. Maybe let some of the other girls sing some parts of the song. You know how they kind of did with Bills, Bills, Bills to make Michelle feel more included when they went on tour. Oh, yeah. And Michelle was singing that second And then you use my cell phone. And listen, <laughs> you can say what you want about Michelle, Ooh, but shit. I feel like somebody ran up a bill in Michelle's name and she was still mad. She was. She was upset. And I get it, girl, because them phone companies will take advantage of your ass in a hot ass minute. Okay, anyway, we're off track. Back on track. <laughs> are you always the Beyonce in your group of friends, or do you share the spotlight sometimes and are the Kelly or the Michelle or the Latoya? Because I, I feel like if you willingly are the Latavia or the Farah, then you need to reevaluate quite a few things in your life. Mm-hmm. So I stopped that Latoya. Yes. 
So, am I the Beyonce of my group of friends? Is that a rhetorical question? No. Of course, (laughs) I'm the Beyonce. So, my friends, Rob and Doretta, hey, y'all. I know they're going to listen to this, and they're going to hate me after I say this. (sighs) But we have this running joke within our crew that I'm the Beyonce, of course. Rob is Latoya because he's the ratchet one. And then oh. Doretta, she interchanges between Kelly and Latavia. Oh. She gonna cuss me out when I, when she hear that. But girl, you know you Kelly, shit. You second lead vocalist, and you let we me love Calendria. I wish we do love Calendria. I love her. I wish anyway. I don't. We don't need to do that. But we love Calendria. We do. I love Tanitra. Y'all don't have to, but I love Tanitra. You know when. Uh, they first did the whole switcheroo with the group members. People hated Michelle. Oh, yeah. And, and they hated the fuck out of Beyonce, too. But. They they showed it because I was one of them. I admit it. I was one of them. I did not like Michelle. But the way she kind of saved the group, like, as an adult, if you think about it, the way she saved the group from, you know, basically crumbling mm-hmm. and conserving that image, Michelle is the real superhero she's the real mvp she really really is the real mvp and i mean because and i've seen stuff and i think she recently came out and was talking about how like depressed and suicidal she was because it was so much pressure because that was like they were at the epitome of their success they were Mm -hmm. riding off of what bugaboo Mm -hmm. and and say my name which i knew i knew for the first time i heard say my name that that was going to be a colossal hit mm-hmm. and so say my name came video comes out and they done switched the girls and it was like no announcement so it was just a whole it was a whole big thing and then matthew was being nasty in the media about it and and we see what his ass is now listen when you again when you do clownery when you do clownery although i mean Mm, Latoya and Latavia. Didn't he just have like a, an estate sale to try to sell some Destiny's Child mm-hmm. stuff so he could play for child support? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Child, he out here, fuck, nigga. He out here doing, trying to do uh, talent searches and shit. He's, he just has a lot going on. Quick story. One of our friends, uh, we threw a baby shower for her, like like a, a friend version of a baby shower. Mm-hmm. And we did it at Rice, I think it's called Rice House, here in Houston. It's like on Hadley Street. And it has like a Destiny's Child shrine in there, and I guess Matthew owns it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what we did was nice, but a few things. First of all, Matthew with his cheap ass, oh, they had huh. the AC on in different parts of the place. So you would go up because you come there and you want to see the Destiny's Child Shrine. They have plaques, uh, platinum plaques. They have all kinds of stuff in a room. And the room is sweltering. It's like 90 degrees in that room. And I'm like, why would you not turn the AC on in here? You know people are going to want to come in here. Even if they don't like Destiny's Child, they're going to want to come see the stuff because it's here. And so then the second thing with that is... We were giving a little speeches at the end, wrapping things up. So he's there. He was he was lurking around the whole time like fucking Batman. And I wanted to be like, Matthew, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere and let us have our event, we're going to be gone soon, girl. So I'm on the fucking ass down. Right. 
So we wrapping it up. So then he comes and he starts trying to give a speech. And first of all, don't nobody want to hear what you have to say. We know how you did, Miss Tina. We have not forgiven you. Mm. Okay. Beyonce don't fuck with you and neither do we. Okay. If your daughter don't fuck with you, then you know I'm not obligated to. So he was giving a speech and then he started trying to hawk his book. He came out with some book that he was trying to sell. And we were sitting up there looking at him, and again, I was like, if you don't wreck this shit of shit ass now, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Oh, Matthew just like, damn, I, when, you, when, you, when you speak of a fall from grace. Listen. When you speak oh. of fuck niggadom, make sure that Matthew knows is in the running, because yes. he taught y'all how he, to, he, he he laid some new groundwork for being a fuck nigga. I mean, Listen, ain't nothing un- new under the sun, but shit. The only fall that's greater is the one that Lucifer did. Okay. To be honest with you. Because, listen, Beyonce, my daughter, I ain't doing nothing to fuck that up. Okay. Anyway, and then Miss Tina mm-hmm. out here looking good, living her best life, and Matthew looking dusty like he work at the Dollar General. Anyway, okay, last question so we can wrap <laughs> this up because we getting a little long now. What do you think Beyonce will be doing when she's 50 years old? Minding her black ass business like she always do. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) And probably telling Rumi, Blue, and Sarah how Auntie Solange beat their daddy ass in a service elevator. She truly (laughs) did. She whooped that ass. Didn't she, though? And I feel like you can say what you want, but I feel like Solange has a reputation. Like, you can try anybody in this world. You don't ever in your black life try Beyonce mm-hmm. because she will bring it to you Beyonce Listen. Beyonce Solange got hands and feet for that ass if ever she really get do. out of line like don't let the couture and the okay. calm de garçon fool you okay don't let the don't touch my hair and all that shit fool you mm-hmm. don't don't let the black power fool you because I, that black power gonna turn into a black fist upside your face for real, Woo! I, I, I love her. And, and taking on a grown ass six, how tall is Jay Z? Six two, six three. Mm-hmm. She didn't give a fuck. Mama had no fear. She turned into a little honey badger. Listen, she and Julius could barely hold her back. Listen, when that adrenaline gets to pumping, she. When you are determined to beat some ass, it ain't much that's gonna stop you. That was some crackhead strength right there. Listen, no, that was you fucked with my sister strength. <laughs> and I that's one thing that I love about them is that they like they have a genuine sisterhood and you can see, I mean they're private so we don't get to see a lot of it, but the glimpses mm-hmm. that we've seen you can see that it's a very 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 strong attachment between the two of them. Yeah, it really is. Like just I little things like when Solange was performing and Beyonce came out and they were doing a little dance and mm-hmm. then they hugged at the end and when Solange did SNL and Miss Tina and Beyonce were there carrying oh, her around her and shit and she's like I'm 30 years old they were like bitch we don't give a fuck you know black families don't care but that shit we, they don't they don't so it's tradition okay my answer I feel like when Beyonce is 50 years old, this is what, about 14? Damn, that's 14 years from now, huh? Is it? God damn. Because Beyonce is only 36. Yes. Oof. I just realized <laughs> that. Okay. 
Uh, I feel like she's gonna be pushing Blue onto us with whatever musical endeavor that she's doing. I honestly mm-hmm. feel like Blue is gonna be a rapper. I think so. I think she's she's gonna be the one to carry the crown. If nothing, if not just a solid rapper, she's gonna be like the next Missy and rap and sing. Yes, yes, yes. But I, I can feel I very I feel very confident that she's at least gonna be rapping. Um, and I feel like she's also, she's going to be laying low. She's going to pop up every now and then for like a tribute or like a quiet, intimate tour the way Prince used to do. Yes. You know how Prince used to just pop up with some shit on his website and be like, bitch, I'm going on tour. I'll be there tomorrow. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, and I'm honestly, honestly, I'm looking forward to that because I hope she does it the way he used to where Mm -hmm. when he would do those little tours, he would perform like deep cuts from his albums and not always mm-hmm. do just the the hits because then you know maybe we'll hear some of these songs <laughs> maybe then okay. we can hear signs right <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> maybe then she'll give us just a little snippet of it shit we gotta wait till we register for AARP okay. in, order to the, in order to hear the B side I mean but the well, good thing is hopefully we'll be established and money will be long and it will be nothing be like oh Beyonce bro. okay we gonna name and claim that we gonna have Absolutely. that together. Pluck that out the sky right now. Hello. Okay, we have been standing for a very long time, so we're gonna wrap this up real quick. Max, first of all, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. I mean, but talking about Beyonce is always fun, ain't it though? But tell people where they can find you one more time. Y'all can find me on the corner of MLK and Maine, percolating for my college fund. Was that too much? I'm. I don't even know how that would work. <laughs> you got mad silent. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, how are you gonna collect money on anybody's MLK? <laughs> Girl, do you know what MLK is like in most right. places in this country? You tried that. You had your ass trying to die. Your ass gonna be percolating on the pavement. A good hoe has survival skills. I just say that. Mm-hmm. But not for real. Y'all can catch me. On Twitter, Notorious underscore M-A-X. On Instagram, Notorious underscore M-4, the number four, X. Um, You can catch me on connectpaypal.com backslash kingcake. That's how we know that's not true because he ain't even saying the damn website, right? (laughs) Connect PayPal. (laughs) Whatever. Collect your freedom dress and go. Hello, because when he act wrong, that's when you put it on. Anyway. But yeah, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to discuss one of my favorite things with you. Yes. One of our favorite things. Okay, you guys, remember, GaySideStories.com is the hub for more information. Email me is GaySideStories at gmail.com. Follow and interact on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you listen on SoundCloud, I would love you guys to leave comments and all of that good stuff. Share the show. I appreciate everyone who retweets and all that stuff. Whenever I have all these links blasting out all week, I appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you share this show with others. Share this show with the Beyonce hater and make them see the light. Hopefully they will. And if not, if they still don't see the light, just tell them don't be a hater all your life, dear. 
Because yeah, she don't need that energy in your life anyway. And neither do you, to be quite honest. And mm. you guys check out the Sounds of the Stories playlist that's also on the SoundCloud page. Again, thank you for listening. I know this is kind of off topic, but then again, not really because this is an LGBT show. So it's kind of par for the course that gay men are going to be discussing Beyonce. It is what it is. And I think we are out of here. So don't forget the lost commandment. All right. And that's thou shalt protect thy walls or they will crumble. Hallelujah. And ain't nothing gonna put that back. To, ain't nothing gonna put that Humpty back together again. All right, so protect them walls. All right, we're out of here. Make sure you play your favorite Beyonce song right now. Yeah.